Welcome back to What Keeps the Fires Burning, a podcast dedicated to the experiences, memories, and lessons learned at Camp Nebagaman. I'm your host, Adam Eberhard, and I'm here with my co-host, Nelson Mendels. Hey, everyone. It's Nelson Mendels. Another great episode coming up. Great to be oh, yeah. here. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for this one. Should be a lot yeah. of fun. Um... I hope it's as fun for you guys as it will be for us, but I'm sure it will be. We've got a yeah. great one. We're catching up with both Isle Royales from 2019. Very exciting. First part of this episode will be with Isle One, named The Voyage of the Whimsy. And at, right afterwards, we'll have Isle Two, named The Housing Crisis of 2019. Very exciting. Now... In other camp news, Adam, Chef's Cap's coming up this week. And for the listeners, they'll be listening to this. The competition has already happened, but Chef's Cap's a very exciting event. What do you oh, think? Yeah. Um, I have never participated in Chef's Cap, but it is really fun. And in 2018, A3, thanks to our guy, Nelson Mendels, and who's your... Sebastian. And Sebastian Alderman. We were Very the champions. Exciting. We champions were. Champions of the Axman Village. And here's the secret, folks. It's pesto carb and peach cobbler. And the big secret is extra butter in the pesto carb. That will get you the win. Delicious. Ugh. You know, when doing Chef's Cap, I'm always thinking about, like, trail food and stuff. What, what's your favorite mm-hmm. trail meal, meal, Adam? It's got to be either mac and pepper or pesto carb. Just the classics. Classics. Too good. Too good too to good. to not be in the top two. Yeah, for those who are not who don't know those meals, mac and pep is macaroni and cheese with pepperoni on it. Pesto carb is it's like pasta with cheese in it and a pesto in it. It's oh so good. But so you know, good. for me, this was a new meal. I'd never had it on trail before, but we had this on aisle. It was the wild rice burgers. Oh my god. Those are They're amazing. Like, oh folks, my god. Folks, these were like latkes. They were so good. They had onions, wild rice. Incredible. And you put some hot were, sauce on were, there. Yeah. Mm. It was like latkes but cheesy. And it was yes. so good. People like oh, any trip staff that's listening to this, wild rice burgers is a staple. It's got to be in, on every trip now. It is so good. Oh yeah. It's so good. But Adam, Sung, I learned that was very interesting. I learned this just a few days ago. Uh, I was talking to someone, and I was saying, like, oh, did you have, like, mac and pep back then? And they had something similar to it, but I had learned. It's actually based on pe- uh, pasta carbonara. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that's, that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's what my, my, my dad had. He, he called it pasta carb, and I was like, wait... <laughs> You mean pesto carb? And he was like, no. I guess we had something different back then. But yeah. I always thought it was just know. like... I always thought it was just like mac and cheese and camp was like, well, we need some protein in there. Throw on some pepperoni. But no, pasta carbonara. Camp's getting all fancy. <laughs> oh, man. It's, oh, my God. I want some so bad now. It's very good. Do you, Are you going to participate in the chef's cap coming up? Um, unfortunately, I don't think I am. My my culinary skills are not the greatest, but I also hate losing, so I guess I might just 
It's the, just not Adam, participate. It's the effort, not the outcome, you know? That's true. It's, it's, about, it's about what goes into that pesto carbon peach cobbler. You know? Uh-huh. Delicious. And what goes into it is extra butter. Exactly. Extra butter. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said before, we got a great show for you. We can't wait for you guys to listen. Both aisles, great group of guys. Some of my close, some of both me and Adam's closest friends in the yeah. world are going to be on here. Great uh-huh. stories, maybe some gross ones, uh, but you know. He's tripping. Uh, yeah, but you know, can't wait. And yeah, let's get into it. We've got aisle one of 2019 here. How? Uh, we're happy to have you guys. Do you guys hey, want to? Do you guys want to inter- introduce yourself? I'm Andrew. I'm Nick. I- I'm Jacob. I'm Sebastian. We got the whole group here. Hey. Small oh, yeah. group. It was just six of us, but dude, that's crazy. Three person tense. It was a great time. Three person tense. Yes, yeah. that was definitely that was definitely one of the best parts. The three person tense. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because we could lie vertically, not horizontally. <laughs> no. I, I still think horizontally would have been better. No. I still think No, I, I honestly kind of like the vert. I was so against it at first. It's so nice. But I was so kind of a huge room. fan. I think it was because me, Adam, and Nelson, had the first night, had this so much room in our t- I think it was us. No. But we had so much room in our tent. Uh, it was, we, we said, we remember it was vertical, and it was so awesome. No, no, but I mean, I mean on the very like. Remember how we stayed, but like we camped out before, before like we went on the ferry. Yeah. We stayed at some place before, like Grand Portage or something. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't, but I was. I. Oh yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I'm already doing terrible. <laughs> well, Au Royale, it's a big trip for the eighth graders. It's a big deal. We've talked about it on many episodes before this, but as all you listeners know, one of the biggest parts about. Isle Royale and the Quetico and Big Trips is naming it. Uh, it's a tradition. You get to make a plaque, and naming it is a big part. And uh, we thought our name was pretty funny, so one of you guys want to go on and share, tell the story of <coughs> what our name was? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain. Uh, so our name is uh, The Voyage of the Whimsy. Uh, mm. And essentially that name comes from uh, a story that we had uh, on our fifth day when we went to, uh, there's like these two big ports at the end of, uh, at each end of Isle Royale, and one of them is called Windigo. And on our fifth day, uh, we had hiked all the way back from one side to the other side on Windigo. And um, we were walking out and we were just hanging out on the dock. And it was so, it was so awesome. And we got that, that was the day that we got root beer or just sodas in general. Uh, and I, I was so happy that day. But, but, uh, the main part of that story was when we met this kid whose name was Dylan, uh, and he was he he was like this eight year old, and uh, he comes up to he comes up to us and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm Dylan. I'm the captain of the Whimsy." Uh, and 
Uh, and, and so we just started talking to this kid, and he, he was like, y'all want some gold doubloons? <laughs> and he, like, gave us these gold coins. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. We had one we, on our plaque. Yeah, just plastic, like, doubloons, and we kept them for the whole time. Yeah. And he did a double that was somersault. So <laughs> oh, dude, he, yeah. He had this, he had this like, um, like scraped giant cut on his knee, and he was like, "I did a double somersault." Also, <laughs> for the record, he definitely did not sound like that. It just yeah, sounds. Nobody remembers like what that. he sounds he like. Did. Well, that's that's for, and that's yeah. the Dylan voice, and we would just do that the whole time, but it sounded nothing <laughs> like him. But it's a it's a great voice. No, it was like, oh, it was like, hi, I'm Dylan. <laughs> well, keep in mind, we have no idea what he... We don't... I don't think any of us actually remember what he sounded like. But Andrew has been practicing that voice for many yeah. years now. Right, that's right. A well, a year, actually. Not many years, yeah. but it's been many a full years. year. Uh, actually, I just realized we... It's our one-year anniversary of coming back was a few weeks ago. We never celebrated. Oh. That was one of the best parts. You remember coming back? We walked around Herbs, like, oh. coming around the corner of Herbs to, like, the, the village meeting. Uh... And, and everyone Nate, was, you like, smell so us. bad. That was so awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's always, it's always great for someone to welcome you back to Navagaman, telling you that you smell horrible. Yeah, that's always, that's always the, the first reaction. The smell. Yeah. Did you guys think that you smell bad? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I smelled that bad. I, well, because, I couldn't smell any of you guys or, or Well, because me. we've been living, like, we've been living, we've been getting used to it for um, two weeks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We didn't even shower though, and we just yeah. went straight to the council fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always remember like every year, like hanging, like when when we go into the council fire and Isle comes back. Adam Kaplan always says like, and if you smell that, that's the Isle Royale that like just came back, and like I was like, that's awesome. That that was finally us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So that name was uh. It was a great time, and uh, do you, do we, one of you guys want to go into why we called it the Whimsy? Because that was the name of the boat, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the name. That was the name of Dylan's boat. Dylan. Man, that that was one. That's what the best part of like one of my favorite parts of trail is like being able to, because like when you're in camp, it's you really don't see anyone else, and when you're on trail, it's like it's like you're kind of back in the outside world again. You know what I mean? Like. Meeting new people on trail is one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but you also it's cool. um, you also just are so secluded with the people that you build great bonds, and you get to know right. people so much better. So, Especially if it's six people. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of Isle was that like it was super difficult, but it was like when you finished... A, like, a, a lot of times it was like very difficult, and it was challenging but my one of my favorite parts of it was that it was really rewarding like you felt mm-hmm. really good about yourself when when you finished a long hike yeah yeah definitely the nine hour day we no, had a nine hour day once nothing better than getting to the campsite putting down your pack and playing a huge game of secret mm-hmm. mod oh every I night love secret MOD. Although, you know big turn big tourney yeah. yeah we had we had a uh for the listeners yes. secret mod is a game that is played it's a very recent game that has been played a lot at camp um it's a game of like there's two teams and you have a secret role and you're trying to figure out who the mod is and it's a lot of fun it's so fun and mm-hmm. we had a big tournament on our trip and it was uh 
it got pretty hectic. Yeah. yeah. Although, really although fun. one of the, one of the most like devastating parts of getting back from a hike, you put your bag down and then, both it always happens on any trip. The trip staff are like, all right, let's set up camp right yeah. when you get right when you get to camp, and you have yeah. to. Yeah. But, like, no matter, even if you, like, fell in mud uh, on the hike, even if it was a nine-hour day, once you get there, like, there's no better feeling. Yeah. Just, like, getting in a tent, throwing getting your, it all done. Throwing your packs down. And boom. The way that I, I, I especially love the way that we ended that trip, you know. We were, uh, we were, on our last day, we woke up at four in the morning or whatever, watched the sunrise. Oh, that was sweet. That was awesome. And we were, uh, yeah, and the best part was, like, we were welcomed by the other aisle, and for the listeners, I, the other aisle will be interviewing them just coming up shortly in our next segment of this episode. One of you guys want to go into what the feeling was like when we got to see that other aisle, what the experiences, what the experience was like? Well, we we they surprised us. We didn't know they they were coming. They hiked three miles from their campsite to see us, and when we saw them, we just like started we like threw down all our stuff and we started like running towards them. It was just like it was so we had, we hadn't seen them for two weeks basically, and mm-hmm. we like it was just a great so feeling awesome. to see them again. And at sunrise. Well, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't realize it was them. Like, we saw people coming onto the dock, and we were like, "Huh, it must be the other people who were staying at the other campsite." And it was it was just surprising because it was like right after sunrise, pretty much, or not right after, but it was pretty close to it. And then we were like, "Wait, is it?" like some other people that we stayed with like a few days ago yeah and then nelson was like oh my god it's the other aisle and we all just started sprinting towards them it was so fun i just saw like (laughs) emco's head and that's (laughs) (laughs) dude that that morning was awesome there was like probably like 30 or 40 minutes where we just sat and looked at the sunrise so yeah so one other thing One other thing that happened on our trip a lot is uh, our trip staff were Jonah Domsky and Holly Gertz. And if you guys are listening right now, we love you guys. Thank you for the awesome experiences taking us out on our trip. But there were a lot of great conversations that happened on the trip, you know? And Sebastian is with us. Sebastian, we haven't heard a lot from you yet, but you want to go into a lot of the conversations you had with uh, Jonah Domsky and how you always liked to get into it, keep keep the time going during the trips. He's an amazing person. He he knows about politics and all this other stuff. So, I mean, of course I'd love to talk to him. Who wouldn't? So, uh, Sodomsky, um, I I would leave with that every time. I'd be like, uh, Sodomsky, what do you think of the FAA's new regulation on the Boeing 737 Maxis? Because I want to know. This this is important information. But on the nine-hour days, just like... So, Domsky, why do airlines change their logos? <laughs> like, it would be, being in the back is, honestly, it's a little, it would, it's a little, I don't know how to describe it. It would be, it, like, it would be the most random stuff. Like, one of the days I think Sebastian was describing his favorite Indian place from, like, the, the way it looked to, like, the way, the, like, how many Indian food <laughs> Oh my god, Wait, how often food? do you go there? Maybe once a month. My, my sister's Christmas, present, Christmas wow. present to me was a token to go there. She's just going to drive me there one time. <laughs> it's pretty hype. What's it called? Uh, India Palace, and I'll, I'll, I'll eat anything from there. Oh. Shout out India Palace. <laughs> what is it called? India Palace? Shout, Shout out, out India Palace. Indian Palace. 
if you guys are listening, <laughs> if you guys are listening <laughs> shout out to the Indian Palace. We want a sponsorship. No, but uh, nothing yeah. quite like those uh, those 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 talks during a hike. It, it's kind of difficult because like sometimes talking can help so much, but sometimes there's nothing you would rather do than just hike in silence. Just like get it. Yeah. Just like get in a. But group. playing contact mm-hmm. is really fun. Oh, what a hikes. great game! Or classic game. trip. Or game. singing. It's a great game for the. Yeah. For the listeners, though, contact is a game where you're uh, someone's thinking of a word and you give them a letter, and it's everyone else has to try and figure out the word by coming up with it. it it's a it's a game where everyone's working together to figure out the word. It's a very good game to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but um, one of the things I like so our Royale, it's in the it's, it's this giant island, Lake Superior. Uh, and you could swim in Lake Superior, and it was freezing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, when, every time, every time. But if when you were in an inland lake, uh, the water was so nice, it was warm. But there were also leeches in that lake, right? Oh, God. <laughs> and so, Jacob, you want to talk about your little experience on West Chickenbone Lake? So we were swimming. We were having a good time. We so we we had just finished hiking, set up camp, and we changed. And then we, we and then we went swimming, and we were just having a grand old time. But then, when when we got out, um, I started to walk up to the the rock, and then I realized that there was like these little like my leg like looks almost like it was like black because it was covered with these tiny black things. And upon further inspection, we realized that that I had like fifty leeches on me. And by the end oh, of it, way more, way more. <laughs> Way more. Uh, way more. By, <laughs> they were, they so were tiny. tiny. And by the end of it, um, my leg looked like it had been, like, stabbed because it was super bloody. <laughs> oh I remember... God, your socks got so bloody. I remember looking, and it just looked like you were, like... Like, it was so nonchalant. It just looked like you were scratching your leg and just, like... <laughs> ten at a time, leeches just started falling off, and you just didn't care. It was so... It was so... It was such a weird thing because like, like leeches don't hurt; they just get really, really bloody. So like when you peel them off, it's like a lot of blood, and when it's that many leeches, it's it's a it's a sight to see. It's crazy. You had to be there. It yeah. was scary. I wish we got pictures of that. <laughs> oh. We just found the pictures of, oh, of the pictures of Jacob's blister. Oh, wait, uh, where did you guys get that? Oh my oh, god. god! It was like I'll send it to you. It was, we'll send it to you. Oh my god! It looked like he had like six toes. Jacob, is your foot has your foot recovered from that? <laughs> my foot has recovered, but but okay. it was yeah. pain. Per- it was not the most fun. When you popped it though, oh my god! Oh, oh my god. god! It was just like <laughs> red. Liked- it was just plain red. Like the whole. It looked toe. like we just like. Tore open his his toe. Oh and my god! To take out so much Listen, skin. for the listeners, for the listeners, we'd like to apologize for the the visual you might be getting right now. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. But this was the Isle Royale experience, you know. Um, but I, I'm sure anyone who went on Isle Royale, they know the meaning behind it, how important of a trip it was, how what the experience was like. Do y'all want to go into uh, for a bit about what that experience was like? What what was the meaning behind it for you guys, and what will you remember? Well, the hikes themselves, it's it's just a mental game. Like, you have to... There are times when all you want to do is just give up, especially on really long days. Mm-hmm. If, like, you're having a 12-mile hike that you just don't want to go. 
but you have so many people behind you in your corner pushing you to go forward and when you finish it it's just so great and yeah it's just a mental game like you're it's like you're challenge you're challenging yourself to overcome this difficulty to see if you can do it and what if, if, you, if yeah it's like all yeah i mean uh, sorry to interrupt you jacob uh <laughs> like those those days like i i want to take a moment to just like especially to you like jacob and sebastian like the i like it didn't it didn't really like hit me until after aisle how heavy both of your guys's packs were like i thought my pack was heavy but like mm-hmm. it was re- ridiculous how how heavy your guys's packs were and like just like it that whole experience it just like is perfect to be able to like thank people and appreciate like the teamwork like of that that we had to that we had to push for uh throughout the whole experience yeah. yeah, again, thanks guys, because you guys carried a ridiculous amount of weight. Domsky carried Go so on. much. And Holly. Domsky and Holly carried. Shout out to Domsky for carrying all that weight. And Shout Holly. out to Holly. Holly, too. Shout out Holly. to Holly. <laughs> Holly, yeah, big, Holly big shout out. It was her first first ever big trip. Yeah. I mean, she was new to the camp. Mm-hmm. She was a beast. You think she liked it? Yeah. I think she liked it. I think she liked us. Hopefully she did. Yeah. You're, Holly, if you're listening, let us know if you liked us. <laughs> yeah. But there are also Sebastian, times. You, oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Oh, sorry. Do you have anything to say about? Well, um, my Isle. dad went on aisle, and he he talked about that nonstop. He when uh, we visited camp, he showed everybody his big trip plaque, and it was clearly a huge deal for him. He didn't really. He went on eight day quit, so quit wasn't really a thing. So it was kind of really hyped up, and when I got there, it just it felt like there was this huge kind of legend around the island. How. It was just this huge, big experience that everybody at camp got to go through. And it was really weird to have to live up to that, to like go on to do something that I'd heard so much about. But really, when I got there, it was it was nothing like I'd expected. I expected longer days and really just it not to be very fun. Uh, but when we were in the thick of it, I really just felt amazing. I felt like Isle was less about... I guess what had happened in the past and more about where we were now and who was around us. Well said. Love that philosophy. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. One of my favorite moments though yeah. was it was one of the simplest moments. It was um on our base camp day, Andrew and I, we just got up super early. Yeah. And it was at um it was I forget the campsite, but Mosky Basin, yeah. Um and we just got up and sat on this massive rock for like an hour straight and just talked about like how much it meant to us because it was at the end of the trip and I think we could have it once you're on it it's so much fun and it's hard to get out at first because you're Mm -hmm. so intimidated but when you're there it's it's you're just your best self but like yeah you're your best self yeah it it really is a it's a it's a magical experience it's everyone's got to go on it yeah, if you if you're an eighth grader this year, you have to go. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. It was great talking to you boys. Um, I miss Isle, but I'm excited to go on Quet next year. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having Super us. Super fun. See you guys. See, See you. Guys. Yeah, we did it.
Thank you, Isle One. That was a great time. Great group of guys. Love them all. Um, great to hear from them. Love yeah. those guys. Oh, yeah. Made some good memories. Great trip. Great trip. Uh, but now, you know, we got Isle Royale number two. Another group of seven guys from our grade who went out onto the big island. Their trip was called the Housing Crisis of 2019, and they also had some crazy stories on that trip. Yeah. I'm excited to hear from them. Are you? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, let's get into it. R-Royale 2, the Housing Crisis of 2019. We're here with R-Royale number two of 2019. Unfortunately, we don't have everyone here with us, but we got four of them. We got Emmett Gerstein, Nathan Starhill, Drew Smith, and Aiden Capes. You guys want to say hi? What's up? Hi. What's yeah, up? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, glad to have you. And disclaimer for the listeners, this is our fifth take of this recording. Uh, this, is our Drew first, Smith. this is our first multiple take episode. Yes. Thanks, to, thanks to aisle number two. Drew oh, Smith, yeah. we recorded the full episode, and we had realized that Drew Smith had not hit record, so <laughs> then we had a bunch yeah. of technical difficulties, and we're here now, so let's get into it, boys. Isle Royale number two. Your name, the name of your trip was the Housing Crisis of 2019. What a great name, very creative. You guys want to go into it a bit? Yeah. So, basically... We already started with a tent with a broken pole and then everything was fine. All we had was one broken pole until the ninth day where we started our hike. I don't remember to which campsite, but we started our hike and then around our first break where we were getting some water around a mile or two in, Nathan does not have the tent poles on his bag that he brought. So everybody looks at their bag to make sure that they didn't have the tent poles, but nobody has them. So we have to retrace our steps, go everywhere, look all the way around, all the way back to the previous site, and they were nowhere to be found. So that's where it all began. Oh, the second tent also had a broken zipper. So now we have a broken pole on one tent, a lost set of poles on the other tent and one tent has a broken zipper so we're already in a little bit of a bad spot so then we have to finish our hike and we decide that we're gonna um come up with some methods to to have shelter for the next few nights uh, when we got to the next campsite so if you guys want to go into some of those some of those um ways that um. we made yeah. our tent so my favorite one is this uh tent called mega tent where um you'd use like uh p cord to attach the working tent or the tent with poles with the tent lacking poles so that they kind of be up next to each other um it was pretty hot uh kind of smelly but um it was fun that all the boys were together and close to each other um and yeah I liked the, we did something called tarp tent, where basically we held up one of the tents with the tarp via tree. Uh, and I think that was probably the most sturdy, honestly. 
Then we had long tent, which was both tents window to window. So no ventilation except for with a broken zipper on one tent, the door wouldn't close. So we had a bad mosquito problem to the point where you didn't want to stick your face out from out of your sleeping bag because you just get eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan, you mentioned that uh, long or mega tent was pretty smelly. And I've, I've heard that there's a reason why it was so smelly. Oh, my God. So why don't we talk basically, about that? Um, on like the second day, third day, we were making coconut curry. And um, we had coconut milk, obviously. And since you leave no trace and all that, you have to pack your trash. And my bag was the bag that had all the trash in it, which turned out to make everything the coconut bag sm- touched smell terrible. And we had to um, we had to keep our bags in the tent, and so which made the tent smell terrible. People like wouldn't go in the tents and wouldn't force me to hang up every single piece of trash on the tarp so that they could actually sleep. Um, so yeah, that was an experience. And that extended to hiking as well. We, we had to do some premature social distancing whenever you were behind Nathan. You got to at least stay six feet. You're just going to get hit in the face with the force of a thousand cans of coconut milk. This sounds gross. I, I remember when like you guys condensed. came to visit us on the dock. It was, it was bad. You remember that, yeah. Nelson? Wait, yeah, I totally I forgot. They, they made a smell's bag. Yeah, we I had a, looking at it. We had another relevant smell in Jake Paderewski's hat. Anyone what was that all about? Go into that. Basically, Jake had this hat. We went on an SHT earlier in the year, too, and it was there, but I think it was actually better smelling on aisle. I mean, literally, you could smell his hat, and you would just, like, imagine, like, a box of Krispy Kreme, like, perfect donuts. The most amazing smell on planet Earth. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who hadn't showered in about 14 days. That still smelled great. That's awesome. So you would just sniff his hat? Sometimes. Get away from the trash bag. <laughs> on our trip, um, I just thought of this because I remember Emco, uh, or Michael Cohen, one of the guys on y'all's trip, he's not here with us, but... I remember on a trip before that, he had taught me about putting your hat, like using your hat to have like snacks in and stuff like dry fruit or no bake, which is, if you don't know what no bake is, it's like solder, like oats and stuff. And it's really good. But I always put all of it in my hat. And throughout the whole trip, if I ever got like hungry or something, I would just smell my hat. Now tell everyone to just smell my hat because it just smelled uh. so good. I feel like I feel like when you get the snacks in your head, I feel like the trip staff also give you a bigger serving. That's true. Just a little true. theory. Just a little theory. Yeah, just bring it. Yeah, but it's also disgusting. To... It's <laughs> also <laughs> disgusting. Does your hat not? It's my hat smelled so yeah. bad. Speaking of, I couldn't like, imagine. People, I brought a. Yeah. I brought a. Um, go ahead. Speaking of people giving out a doling out servings. Um, I have two stories actually. One, Drew was our designated like snack giver outer, and he was really, really good at just giving everyone the exact same serving. And um, like Gorp, 
all the snacks, he would just give us the exact same. And then something else we did was um, we gave Emco or Michael Cohen the candy bag and he would just choose what candy people would get. And so he, on one day he'd be like, I don't like you today. And he'd give us like, I don't know, the ro- the Rolos or the bag candy. On some days he'll give us like the Jolly Ranchers. It was really fun. I think going back to no bag for a second, because we discussed the making behind our trip name, but we almost actually named our trip something else. And it was <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, who put laxatives in the no bag? That was definitely a story and a half right there. You want to go into it, or is that a? I think Emma okay. got it. Yeah, yeah I got it. I got it. So I don't remember what day this was. We all had no bake. We had no bake for breakfast. Amazing, amazing breakfast. Just some peanut butter in it, which led to a lot of number two later. So on the hike, we just all like, I don't know if it was was before the hike, before the hike, like an hour after breakfast, we just all had to go to the bathroom. We had to, we we went then because there was a latrine there and we didn't want to take a wildy on the hike. So we all went, we, we like lined up in the latrine and there was like a all like six person line at one point. So we didn't get our hike started till like the afternoon that day because we all had to poop. So in the line, <laughs> we were just talking about how like we think they were lax. We think we thought like, I think we actually thought that Max Fleischer, shout out to Max Fleischer, our trip staff. We actually thought he put laxatives in the no bake. That's where it all like the store. I believe that was the. Uh, campsite I can't think of the name right now but that we went there and back and we stayed at the same campsite there were like two latrines there and we had like half the trip was like lined up on each latrine <laughs> oh god um fun day fun day good I mean I love the meal no bake but if it leads to that then uh but uh y'all I when I was thinking about this when it comes to food and stuff y'all had some pretty good food on that trip compared to us. And this is nothing to disrespect our trip staff at, uh, but um, Max Fleischer and Kate had a stacked menu. Um, oh yeah. Y'all want to go into that a little? I honestly, I, I can't think I'm a pretty picky eater and I don't think there was one day that I like actually like hated the meal. Like every single meal was amazing. It might just be that we were on a trip, but every meal is pretty, pretty darn good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the small things from uh, breadcrumbs and jalapenos in the mac and pep. That's also a very funny story about the mac and pep. We can get into this later. And then Kate's famous uh, southern barbecue chicken wraps. Memphis style oh chicken wraps. And oh my god. Rainbow Cove. Those on the beach. Heavenly. Rainbow Cove. Beautiful spot. There we, actually, we, we had a we had a decision to make, had a, a little rough time. There's some stormy actions that happened at Rainbow Cove. Beautiful day, having some fun on the beach. And then suddenly we're going to stay there for dinner, make our pizzas. And it just started storming on us. It was dumping rain. And we had to sprint like the mile-ish like, back. I mean, in every raindrop was the size of a golf ball. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe even bigger. 
love the analogy. <laughs> but then when Nelson, we did get back, it? they went under the tarp. They went, trip staff went under the tarp. We went in our tents and they made us pizza right to our bed. Amazing. It was worth Sounds it. Great. Might Adam, have been the um, was that the storm where we were at? Um, remember that huge storm? I'm trying to think of <laughs> if it was. The was it that? Uh, <laughs> whoa! I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember where. I don't know if like different sides of the island get like different rain. Different yeah. storms. <laughs> but um, yeah, sounds like a blast. Uh. Y'all had some awesome experiences on that trip. Do you all, and we're, we're talking about the funny stuff, but uh, Emmett, I can see you got your trip journal there. But um, you want to, uh, you have your trip journal. You want to go into, beat a little off of it, share your experience on maybe your first day or something? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll read day one passage. Okay. Day one, Tuesday, July 9th. In the middle of lunch, Kaplan announced that Isle Big Trip was leaving, so we got up, said our goodbyes, and left to the van. It was sad because we wouldn't see the four-weekers until next summer. The van ride was long, around three and a half hours. The ride was boring, but I played war and Ukraine with Drew. I also slept for a little, and then Emco slapped me in the face, and I woke up. <laughs> the campsite is super nice is right next to a lodge, casino, and there's a little marina as well. When we got to our site, we put up our tent first. One tent had a lot of sand in it, and the other has a broken pole. After our tents were put up, we started making dinner, which was tacos. Our old stove didn't work, so we took out our brand new stove, fresh out of the box, and that didn't work either. But then we added the windshield, and it did work. After dinner, we went to do dishes. The bathroom was super nice as well. There were showers and a laundry room, which had a sink to do dishes, and there was dish soap too. After doing dishes, we went back to our site and started making our dessert, peach cobbler. It took a long time to make, but it was super good. Then we went, um, I cannot read my handwriting. Then we went and did dishes again because the pot was dirty after the cobbler. When we got back, we bought firewood at the store for a fire. One piece was massive, though, so our trip staff, Max Fleischer, chopped it with his tomahawk. After that, we went to sleep. Yep, What a day. It. Oh, yeah, good day. Remember, on the van ride, we actually listened about um, Albert Einstein's brain and, like, how it got chopped up and, like, where it went after he died. So that was kind of the flashback yeah. right there. Yeah, I remember that. Drew, thanks for the lovely visual. That's what I'm here for. You were talking about this whole Mac and Pep story. We didn't, uh, you mentioned it, but you didn't really get into it. You want to go into it now? Yeah, sure. I think I think I was definitely influenced by it the most. So does someone else want to do it from like a third party perspective? Yeah, I can. Um, well. It was like the, I don't know, fourth or fifth day, and uh, it was a really long day. It was really hard, um, and we were making mac and pep, and Drew, uh, he had his first dish of mac and pep, and then traded for a second bowl with Emmett for two candy lines, and then won the goggle for the pot of mac and pep. So he had like 
two and a half bowls of Mac and Pat, just crazy. I mean, just let me just tell you, that extra pot after winning the goggle, best Mac and Pat I've ever tasted in my entire life. Yeah, those are really good. I just have. Sorry, go ahead. You're just like got all the benefits from the entire day with that Mac and Pat at the end. Drew, please really reveal good. goggle math. We could all use it. Goggle math is my little secret that's definitely gotten me a few perks around camp from getting all the extra Mac and Pat. It actually got me on my P Rocks trip the year before Isle. So that was definitely great. Um, I would say, like, a good analogy, maybe the counting cards. It's kind of like a skill you can have. It's like, if you use it, then it shouldn't be illegal because it's open to everyone. Yeah. But you got to find the right person to teach you. Right. You're going to learn. I mean, yeah. I think I'll definitely reveal my ways after I'm done being a camper. All right. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, well, um, I think we got time for one more story. Uh, when it comes to hiking, y'all were having some pretty funny conversations, I'm sure. Um, y'all want to get into maybe some of the fun experiences you had while hiking on trail? Oh, yeah. I mean, one that definitely stuck out. And so Mac and Pep was my trip nickname. And then Emco's trip nickname. Uh, it came from this story. So we were hiking, just I think it was on the way to Rainbow Cove. And Emmett and Emco were both DC natives, talking about, I think it was a restaurant, I'm not entirely sure. And Emco goes, you know, Emmett, it's by the, it's by the fish market. And Emmett's like, oh, oh which one? And Emco says, uh, it, it's right by the big pencil. I know what he's talking about. Emco is referring to the Washington Monument and trying to call it a big pencil. So I just start laughing because of this. I find it absolutely hilarious. I'm tired. Long day of hiking. And I continue laughing for flights are actually timed. It was 15 minutes. And we had to take breaks because I couldn't continue walking. Not enough oxygen was getting to my legs and there was hurting. And so that's that's where Emco's name came from. That was definitely one of the funniest moments on the trip for me, at least. Still don't know what fish market he's talking about to this day. It's such a random conversation, though. <laughs> the big pencil, yeah. the big pencil, and I loved the my I loved the fact how Drew you won this award for tripping and stuff, and Kate and Max Fleischer, your trip staff, made it into a giant pencil for the award. I did. That's awesome. Big shout out to Kate and Fleischer again. Really making the trip yeah and one of my favorite like i would say most impactful moments from the trip was seeing you guys on our last day um we don't got a ton of time but just give a quick briefing of what it was like being able to see each other after that long time and what was the impact of our royale um overall for you guys afterwards yeah so basically it was like your last day day 15 morning or 14 or something um, we knew you we you were going out that day because we had like a a copy of your route or something. So we had to get up. I was like, I, I was like, wow, they're going out tomorrow, and we're hiking that in that direction. So we should probably. It would be pretty cool to see them. So then 
we got up at around three something a.m it was still pretty dark out and we just packed up it was like i think they timed it. it was like the quickest where we've packed up our site and we just like hiked very fast uh, like in a few a few hours and like five or six miles and we ran into you guys and you guys saw us on the doctor like no way and then we all sprinted and we hugged each other and then we went to the end of the dock and played a game of secret mod which was definitely a highlight of the trip and we got some of your tent poles and a new tent so then we had two working tents i just kind of remembered this but we had like a couple different plans for how we were gonna like surprise them and none of them ended up happening because they were already on the dock but we were gonna like so our one of our trip staff's name was max fleischer and someone on their trip's name was nick fleischer so we were gonna like secretly get nick out of his sleeping bag and put max into it in the tent without anyone knowing and then you guys would (laughs) wake up with max fleischer instead of nick fleischer in your tent oh god (laughs) that would have uh I don't know how that would have worked out. I think we had a couple others. Anyone remember anything or no? Really? Okay. I think I think everything turned out pretty well. Like I was running yeah. the dock. That was truly a magical I, moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. One more kind of small story, not a big story at all, but it's a little funny that Drew thought one of the campsites called Mosky Basin sounded like Foggy Bottom, which is the place I go to school. I thought that was a little weird, and so did some other people. So. Uh, they yeah. sound they don't sound similar but the definitions are similar so i stand by <laughs> uh so guys we're almost out of time here but before you go any last words of what your experience was like on aisle that you want to say probably the most bonding experience i've ever been on especially with like some of the people that i've grown closest with throughout my years at camp and i really appreciated it recommend it to anyone who goes to camp it was amazing just all all nine of us just with all of our food on us all of our our shelter and it was just just us like yeah 14 days with like same brothers exactly it was just an amazing experience yeah it, it it really is it's 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 life changing so if if you're younger out there and listening, make sure to hunt, like go on aisle. You have to. If you're on the and fence, quit. do it. And quiet. And quiet. Well, yeah, both big trips. Do it. Um, thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast. Um, thank you for having us. Thanks for it's having been fun. us. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have new episodes every Sunday, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening and keep the fires burning. Keep the fires Fires burning. burning. Keep the fires burning. Hey guys, just to finish the episode, uh, wanted to say thank you for listening. Uh, We know that quality of the audio for that aisle two interview sounded a bit different. We were trying something new and yeah, so we'll just see how it goes. One, one other uh, point of news about Camp Nevagman, camp will be hosting a council fire on August 16th, and I've asked people of the camp family to send in their answers to five questions that they put on their Instagram. You'll just send in a video to Lewis, 
Lewis at campnabagaman.com is, is his email, and you will be featured with all your answers uh, for the council fire. It should be a blast. You, sh- a blast. you should all go. And, yeah, thanks for listening, and keep the fires burning.